0: Also, if you have not already asked, I posted this morning about if you have any questions, throw them our way. If you are just jumping on, good morning Kelly. If you're just jumping on and you've not sent a question but you have a question, just Add it to the comments now if you want to um, send it privately and be anonymous. You can do that yeah. through a message or a text, whichever. Or, but we've got a good a good number of questions coming in already, so yeah. we should be able to roll out some stuff here in a few. We're just gonna give it a few more for a few more people to jump on, though.
1: Yeah. Good morning. It
0: is Friday. Fun Friday.
1: Free Language Friday.
0: Not Free Language Friday. <laughs> and um <laughs> and yeah, so it's a question answer day.
1: <clears throat> yes.
0: We have a lot of fun with this. We've had, we've had a lot of fun with the the devotional time every morning. Good morning, Candy. Um but the Friday since we last week we started this uh, fun Friday Q&A type thing, it was so much fun. So Yes. We're going to keep it going as long as questions come in. And if not, we might just have fun and do something else. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What she said. What she said. Good morning, everybody. Yeah. Good morning. Yes. i got to lean so far over for Instagram like this. I like being close to you. Though. That looks
0: awkward in the other.
1: <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so. In the other way. We have some. <clears throat> excuse me man my y'all the allergy thing right now is is ridiculous so yeah <clears throat> hear you hear me clear my throat. i know right i know i know did you stop that one yes all I right did. good all right guys well let's get let's get into it man let's pray and then we'll answer some of these questions today mm-hmm. and uh and see if there's anything else i think we we this should take us through our time though so
0: mm-hmm. i have one more but i think that <clears throat> depending on time Marles. all right
1: Cool. Well, let's let's pray. Let's pray. Yes, we switch places. Someone, someone recognizes uh Stacy said that Did you switch places? Yes. Yes, we the places. teacher would know. That's right. You can go, <laughs> you can get it past the teacher. That's for sure. Mm. So, hey, all right. Let's so let's pray and then we'll jump in and get going. So, yes. you want to pray?
0: Yes. Yeah, you do. God, I thank you for today. I thank you for what you're sharing you and Jesus. sharing with us, but what we're able to share with others as well. Lord God, I thank you that everyone is. Um, just encouraged through this time and and blessed and just has a smile on their face at some point during this conversation and just yes. some laughter in our day. And that's what <clears throat> Fun Friday is about. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen,
1: amen, amen. <clears throat> All right, so... Uh, got a couple questions here that we're gonna run through. Good morning, Chris. Good morning,
0: Chris. Good morning. Okay, good was... morning,
1: Stephanie. Back on yeah. from San Antonio. Awesome.
0: Yep. Good morning, morning Sarah. Over
1: on Instagram, Sarah. Good morning. All right, guys. So, so we got a couple questions for you. So, oh, what, what,
0: what? Um, there. I we just I just see another one over here. So I'm just trying to keep track.
1: <clears throat> if oh, someone said if you could add a secular song. Into the worship set, what would it be? We'll just start with that question. Yeah, that, that sounds
0: fun. And that, that was um, from uh, that was from Larry. On you know what Instagram, I would do? So. I
1: would add Tom Petty. Uh, what, what song? What's um? I won't back down. Right? No, I won't back down. Right? That's a good one. No, I won't back down. You can stand me up at the gates of hell, but I won't back down. Hey, all right. Yeah, anyways, that that would be what I would. I, I know that would be what I would add into the worship set. Right? A secular song. All right. Yeah. That's so churchy, secular, secular song. All right. Yeah. Here's some questions for you, all right?
0: I'd go rap maybe, but... Uh,
1: so, all right. Uh, so first question is, is, is why did God allow uh, this outbreak that we're experiencing right now? That seems to be a question in a lot of people's minds, or uh, the statement in general is just, you know, the, the assumption of the thought is that God God's the one who orchestrated this, because... Right. You know, we, we talked about this early on <clears throat> in the devotions, um, You know, whether or not God was the one who orchestrated the, the coronavirus. And, and, and you've heard all these stupid things that people have said, um, like, well, he did it to slow us down, or he did it to to, to to bring us back to a simpler time. He did it because he wanted families to understand the value of being around each other. He did it. That, all that stuff is garbage. That That is not at all why this has taken place or the reason behind this. <clears throat> so why did uh, God allow this outbreak is a great question. Um, and it's a, it's a question that a lot of us have, right? Because yeah. in our culture, in our society, in Western culture, we want to fig, figure everything out. And we have a why, uh, 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 a why mindset. I, oh, I want yeah. to know why this works and why is it happening like this? And why is it happening like this? Kind
0: of like all the questions need to be answered in our minds.
1: <clears throat> right. We want to figure out everything, Yeah. but check this out. Um, you know, Jesus wasn't as, as interested in explaining why everything happened as he, as he, as much as he was wanting to uh, help you understand how to live through it. Right. Right. Um, and so let me give you an example. And this, the whole concept behind this is basically, uh, why do good things happen to, or why do bad things happen to good people? And the flip of that is, is true as well. And you kind of question, well, why do good things happen to bad people? And we have this Mm -hmm. mindset that says good things should only happen to good people and bad things should only happen to bad, uh, bad people which but are we, people
0: we've qualified most of the time sure too.
1: absolutely mm-hmm. and, and so we we live in that context and that's been a, that's been this constant theme for forever and we'll go back to the book of job here sh- in just a minute mm-hmm. um because that seems to be uh, a book that's tremendously taken out of context and <clears throat> as well but let's go over to luke chapter 13 and uh and luke chapter 13 uh verse 1 this this whole chapter is referencing the kingdom of god and the kingdom of god when you see the kingdom of god being mentioned, Uh, or the kingdom of heaven uh, being mentioned in the gospels it's not talking about heaven it's not talking about the one day off in heaven when we get there it's talking about a life a a life that we live a lifestyle that we live and 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 it's counterculture to the kingdom of rome at the time that he was talking about if you want to know uh that's that's where it's at so chapter 13 is really hitting hard on what the kingdom of god is or the kingdom of heaven is and in the very beginning of it, in verse 1, <clears throat> Luke chapter 13, it says, About this time, Jesus was informed that Pilate had murdered some people from, uh, from Galilee as they were offering sacrifices at the temple. Now watch this. Jesus comes right out the gate. He's not even asked the question, Well, Jesus, why did these, why were these people murdered? He did not even, even ask this question. He comes out the gate and says, Do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other people from Galilee? That was his question. Mm. Jesus answered their question with a question before they had a chance to ask their question, right? And so, and Jesus asks, he says, is that why they suffered? Not at all. And, and then watch this. He says, and you will perish too unless you repent of your sins and turn to God. Now this again you if you've been watching the devos for any length of time you'll know man that that people sometimes will take a scripture read it through a a a bias that they have and make it say something it's not saying and a lot of times we'll take a scripture like this and go well oh, not at all unless you uh, you will perish too uh unless you repent of your sins and turn to God see right there god's going to get you if you don't if you don't repent that's not at all what he's talking about he is he is speaking to the Jewish people right here in in this in this uh, in this situation, these these are people who have been oppressed by the Romans, yep. who are constantly looking for a revolt, who are constantly looking for a Messiah to come and lead them out of out of, out of bondage, out of captivity. Again, and so they put their trust in Zealots and and, and and all these people who are part of the resistance. You know, Barnabas, who they mm-hmm. asked for when Jesus was be, getting ready to be turned over to Pilate. He said, I'm going to release to you a criminal. Which one do you want it to be? Jesus or, or Barnabas? And they were like, or Barabbas? And they said, give us Barabbas. Mm-hmm. Give us Barabbas. Well, Barabbas is believed to have been part of the revolt, right? Or the resistance um, that, that they were hitting on. And so he tells them, he says, uh, not at all, and, if, and you will perish too unless you repent of your sins and turn to God. In other words, you're going to be murdered mm-hmm. like these guys were murdered by who? By Rome, right? If you don't turn, if you don't start living counter to the way that you're living, right? If you, don't, can, if you don't stop pursuing violence the way that you guys are pursuing violence. Now watch what it says. And what about the 18 people who died in the Tower of Siloam uh, when the Tower of Siloam fell on them? He said, were they worse sinners in Jerusalem? He said, no. And I tell you again that unless you repent, you will perish too. Now, you go over and towards the end of the chapter and you begin to see this start connecting, right? So he's not saying, Jesus is not interested in answering the question necessarily about why Mm -hmm. so-and-so died who didn't deserve to die. He, he he. It happens. These things happen. We live in a fallen world. We live in a society and a world system where things tend to not be fair uh, sometimes, and and so we often want to ask the why, and, and necessarily like the, the why is not the question we we really should be asking. Um, and I'm going to follow up with this in in Job too in just a second. But towards the end of Luke chapter 13, it says it says there's a subtitle right here at verse 31. It says Jesus grieves over Jerusalem. Right? And this is what it says. It says, At that time, some Pharisees said to him, Get away from here. If you want to live, Herod and uh, Anipus wants to kill you. And Jesus replied, Go tell that fox that I will keep on casting out demons and healing people today and tomorrow and the third day, and I will accomplish my purpose. And so verse 13 or 33 Yes, today, tomorrow, and the next day I will proceed on my way, for it wouldn't do for a prophet of God to be killed except in Jerusalem. And verse 34 O Jerusalem, O Jerusalem, the city uh, that kills the prophets and stones the messengers. How often I have wanted to gather. Gather your children together, as a hen protects your chicks beneath the wings. Uh, but you wouldn't let me. And now look at your house as abandoned, and you will never see me again until until you say blessing blessing on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. You know he's he is prophesying about what would take place uh, shortly after his death, right in, in seventy A.D. The destruction of Jerusalem, where Rome, where where, where uh, 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 Caesar. Ends up killing some eight thousand Jewish people inside the temple, and then and then they begin to pay, pull down the temple brick by brick by brick. And so there was a, a strong warning uh, that Jesus was issuing in this in this point. But going back to this, you know, wouldn't it have made sense, right, if if the the answer of why all these things happen was so important that Jesus would have given the answer on that front end? Instead, he said, look, um, it's it's more about how you're living living your life. If you go back to the book of Job, man, Job is is one of the ones that's just taken out of context and it's misread a lot as well Um, because we want to read in the beginning of of the book of Job, which which most uh, reputable scholars believe that's actually a screenplay, like that's actually a script to a play. Mm Um, that was that was written, um, they they wanted to look at it and go at the beginning of it, oh, okay, well, you know, see, see, Satan had to go to God, and God gave him permission to hurt Job, and then that's how everything works, and we think that that's how that works today, mm-hmm. and that's not how that works today. We see a very clear depiction that Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. So it's not that the devil works for God, like God has him as like a, a vicious dog on the end of a leash. That's not the case at all. Right. What you see unfold in the book of Job is the very uh, counter- The counter answer to what their their mindset was, you know, Job began to suffer. His his riches were taken away. His his kids were killed. He's got sores all over him, and and we're and he's sitting there, and his wife is telling him over and over again, "You just need to go ahead and curse God and die." And that's not a very big help. They need marriage counseling, I think, at that point. They need some marriage counseling, but. But she's like curse god and die then job's friends he has three friends that come and sit with him. and if you go and you read the dialogue yeah. they are interrogating job and they're saying to job job the only reason all this stuff happened to you is because you have sin in your life you have something bad going on in your life, and you need to get it right. And God's punishing you for it. And, and often we
0: still we still address people sometimes like that. Now, like well, people will address yeah. you know as a friend. You may even think that about someone. I like, well, what's going on in your life? What are you doing?
1: Yeah, and so, so, yeah, and so and so he's they're adamant about it. And Job keeps defending himself, saying, "No, I don't have some secret sin. I'm not in the fair somewhere. I'm not a, a drug user. I'm not I, all, all these things. I'm, I don't have something going on in my life that would cause these things to happen." <laughs> (laughs) Mm -hmm. And man, they're going over and over and over and over again and, and tell them until finally God just comes in and just rebukes them and says, you guys are wrong for what you're saying in this. Right. So then what's the purpose of that? You, you go back and you look at that like what's the per- it's to counter that mindset that only good things happen to good people and only bad things happen to bad people. No, we live in a world where sometimes that's just not the case. And it's not as much a, a why does this happen, but it's it's more of a who are we with when it happens? Where do we go when it happens? Right. Who do we bring in when it happens? Right. It sucks. Sometimes life sucks and it gives yeah. you a kick to the crotch, you know? Yeah. And it's like, in those moments, it's like, who do we bring in in that moment? Right. We, we shouldn't be looking at it wow well, why, why did it happen? Why did it happen? Where's the empathy in that aspect? Right. Where is the sympathy in that? Where right. do we get to do what the Bible says, which is cry yes. with those who are crying yes. and, 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 and and mourn with those who are mourning? Right. Um, and so there's that the, the common thing with that. I know right. it doesn't, for some people, that's not a, a great answer. It's like, well, oh, that doesn't give me the why. Well, you know what? If, if Jesus didn't see the importance of trying to lay out the why mm-hmm. behind that, but instead, you know, giving them a warning, hey, you know, your life will lead you down a, a particular path if you don't flip, it, flip the script. Right. And, you know, I, I think I'm okay with that. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe they didn't answer your question to the fullest. Hopefully that helps.
0: This was going back to a question about why did God. Was this the, why why did God allow this outbreak, outbreak, or why does good things happen, or bad things happen to good people? So that was one of the questions that came in.
1: Yeah, and so I think, you know, know, sometimes we don't know why, but we know who.
0: And I think, like, um, I see the the statement on Friday, the disciples asked why, but on Sunday. And on this side, we can say that. But in that very moment, which is something I reflected on this past Good Friday, was in the moment... Like to actually feel for for them, because yeah. they were Gosh, we were we're on this side of the cross where the understanding is way different. We know what's coming Sunday. they should have known yes, but how many times should we have known something yeah. that that was told to us or that we've that's been revealed from the Lord, and we still yep. are questioning why, and so I was really able to sit in that on Good Friday and just be like I could not imagine the person that I put my faith in. And seeing this happen, I would have had a lot of questions, too. So it was and very interesting for me. Even for
1: I, I, And things. I know, too, what it will what do to, to, to hold so tightly to trying to figure out the why is it puts you under guilt and condemnation to, to, oh, yeah. to be hunting down the why everything. Ha- it puts you under this works based mentality yeah. that says when I do good really good things happen to me and when i do bad really bad things happen to me mm-hmm. and and man I, I can tell you even from my life there were times in my life where i was doing bad y'all like i was mm-hmm. flat out doing bad. i was not walking with the lord mm-hmm. and yet i saw blessing on my life i saw yeah. good things happening and it, it boggled my mind and then there were times mm-hmm. where where i didn't see great things happen and i was doing bad and there were times where i was following the lord and pastoring yeah. a church and doing great things and things sucked one moment after the other yeah. And then there have been times where I've been pastoring a church and leading well, and good things happen. And so right. instead of trying to figure out, well, God, why, why did this happened, And why did that happened, why this happened, why did that happen? Why did this happen? Why did that happen? I, instead of trying to figure out the yep. why, I'm just going to sit and focus on the who. You know? And I
0: think it, going, it goes back to, um, this might go to one of the questions that's later a little bit, but it goes back yeah. to, are we growing through what we're going through? And I know that seems Jeez. like a cheesy that, little statement. That's so
1: good, though. But.
0: It's like are we growing through yeah. that? Are yeah. we allowing yeah. ourselves that when good things come, are we still growing and not just becoming complacent <sighs> in what's happening, or when bad things happen, are we growing in that yeah. and saying where where am i where am I needing to put my trust at in this yeah. moment, so
1: yeah. So There's a lot there. So that yeah, I, we can spend a whole a whole hour on on theodicy, oh, yeah. which is that that whole concept. That's what theodicy is. Like yeah. the whole expl- explanation of why bad things happen right. to good people. Um so we're gonna move on to the next question. Hopefully that gave you some some good stuff there. How are we doing on time? Man, that almost took the whole time. We got a couple more, oh, no, we'll we'll keep going. Though. All right, so let's get let's do a good one. Let's do an interesting fact. Interesting fact. Someone asked. Someone asked. uh, Was the wine that Jesus made uh, during his first miracle was it real wine? Well, the
0: question was was wine wine. Was the wine real wine?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, because that's what they're referencing. Was the was the first miracle Jesus doing turning water into wine was it real wine? In other words, did it contain alcohol and did those who drank it get drunk on the Lord's wine? Um, The answer to that question is more than likely so because typically what you would do at a at a Jewish wedding and they would celebrate for three days so this could be like a three-day running party this is like like this would not sit well in in our western church culture at all whatsoever like what do you mean you guys are going to party and drink for three days right that looks more like a fraternity right than it does like like a a wedding ceremony but
0: can we go back to that after the covid oh my
1: goodness gracious people are going to go back to it regardless all right so so was it real wine? Yeah. So the the historically, what they would do in, in ceremonies like that or, or, or parties like that is they would bring the best wine out first, right? right? And they would get the best wine out first. And once people started getting hammered and and their taste buds couldn't tell, they would they would bring. They had these like. 50 year quality, good wines, and then they would bring out the Mad Dog Orange Jubilee, y'all. The Mad Dog 2020, and they would serve that to the rest of the people at the party, and they couldn't tell the difference because they were so tanked. Anyways, well, here's the thing: when when Jesus turns water into wine, um and he serves it, right, and it's by the barrelfuls, right? Um, the, the host of the party says to him, he's like, Wow, or they, they said to the host of the party, they said, the guest said, Man, you you saved the best for last like this is the best tasting wine we've ever had and that shows you man one that was some really good wine cuz after right. about 2 days of drinking they were like wow this is That's really fantastic man. um but but yeah so so it was the first wine real wine <laughs> yes it was some of y'all had some bad experiences with mad dog too i see all right so so uh Anyway, so was the real was the first wine real wine? Absolutely. So here you, here's an interesting fact for you yeah. guys, right? So this whole concept of of the wine not really being real wine, it wasn't fermented. That really began to circulate in the mid 1800s, right? And it circulated with this guy named Thomas Branwell Welch. Now you might remember his name. Welch is where we get Welch's grape juice, right? right? How many of you guys have ever drank Welch's grape juice? Well, yeah. that that probably was probably
0: everybody that's done communion. everybody
1: who's done communion. Everybody who does communion now. <laughs> Right. right, you do Welch's grape juice, right? Right, um, except for that one time we did uh, uh apple juice, that was a weird communion, but that was really weird. it was. Um, so Thomas Branwell Welch, it, he was a part of the Wesleyan Methodist Church and he was super anti alcohol, like super anti alcohol, and couldn't stand the fact that the church used wine, real wine. In their communion services, so he was a prohibitionist among prohibitionists, right? And so, in 1869, he began to pasteurize grape uh, grape juice. He stopped the fermentation process. He stopped the grape juice from turning into alcohol, and he and stopped short of that. He had this just grape juice. So he branded this Welch's grape juice, right? And and then he ended up actually even moving to a place called Vineland, New Jersey, um, to start his own alcohol-free utopian society. Um, and, and then that's where, or thus, that's where the, the false narrative begins. To to catch some momentum, um, which was catch some momentum. Uh, so so we have no, uh, you know that's where we're at right now. So alcohol is, you know Jesus didn't make alcohol. He couldn't have made alcohol. There's no such thing. Uh, you know surely God wouldn't condone uh, alcohol. And and yet, um, sorry to disappoint you, he did. It was actually this guy Thomas Branwell Welch, who is the uh, anti-alcohol guy and there's that so. so we
0: got a little uh funny joke or a little funny saying here that popped up on instagram that's why i just chuckled. <laughs> it says larry said when the church uses welches we can call that blood light
1: blood light <laughs> that's funny, oh, that's, that's, funny. Good. That's, that's good that's good
0: good humor there
1: um yeah so there's yeah. your interesting fact so yes the yeah. wine was real wine um yeah. You know, we, we obviously in, in America, culturally, in our culture and society, we, we don't serve real wine unless you're Catholic you know, or, or, or Episcopal. Mm-hmm. We typically don't use real wine. And, and we would say, well, it's really to to make sure that those who struggle with alcohol abuse don't fall back into using alcohol, whatever the case is. Really, that's not the real reason why. We don't do it because we bought hood, line, and sinker into what this guy Thomas Bramwell Welch said. Uh, back in the mid-1800s, and it's just become part of our culture and our yeah. society. Most In most denominations, it's frowned upon, you, 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 to drink is frowned upon. And mm-hmm. so um, it's nowhere in Scripture that says you, you shouldn't drink. It actually says don't get drunk, right. but there's nowhere in Scripture that says you shouldn't drink. You shouldn't right. enjoy a, a beer or a glass of wine. And so mm-hmm. that's just uh, churchy mumbo-jumbo. So, All right, um, let's go on to the, <laughs> Does the uh, three rank. Someone said alcohol, sex, and drugs. Self control. <laughs> uh, okay, let's go to the next one. Uh, the next question, uh, and and we'll wrap with this one, guys. So does does God ever test? Does God ever test us? Um, this is this is a, a good answer for this. Is found over in James chapter one, man. So you can say, does God ever test us? Uh, the answer to that question is um, sure. You know, um, the the question is not does God ever test us. Um, there's a difference between testing and temptation And so James goes on to say in, in the first chapter of James it says, dear brothers and sisters when troubles of any kind come your way, consider an opportunity for a great joy for you know that when your faith is tested your your endurance is a chance to grow so let let it grow for when your endurance is fully developed you will you will be perfect and complete needing nothing. So let's just be clear here if it's trouble, that's that's coming against you that's testing your faith that's not god god doesn't bring trouble right like does, the
0: situation we're in right now yes god's
1: not, not bringing god. this to test our our, our faith you know I, I think when you say does god test our faith i think god gives us opportunities to to make decisions and things i think those are are, are can be testings of our faith mm-hmm. um you know is it is it is it killing this as a stealing killing destroying if it's stealing killing destroying is not god we know that the bible says right. the thief comes to steal kill and destroy god says i'll come to give you life And so if if there's a situation where you feel like, man, I'm having to stand really in faith and it's not robbing your life, then it could could be a test. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Take it as that, man. I'm just going to stand firm in my faith and go that direction. There's a difference between Testing and temptation, though, right? So God is never going to bring about a temptation. God's never going to place you in a position where where your decision is going to mean the the aspect of you sliding down a slippery slope of death or or not. You know that's not the way he right. he rolls. And so further down in the in the chapter uh, one chapter one of James it says in verse thirteen. And remember when you are being tempted. Do not say God is tempting me, God is never tempting to do wrong right. and he never tempts anyone plain and simple temptation comes from our own desires which entice us and drag us away and then those desires give birth to sinful actions, mm-hmm. and when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. Yeah. I think it's just a clear right. clear cut uh clear cut thing so right. and I think yep. it's a pretty simple answer there yeah mm-hmm.
0: and there is when when Right now, this isn't something that the outbreak and all of that's not. Like we've said this numerous times, it's not something that God has sent. But yes, we can all oh, grow yeah. in it. Yes, yeah. we can all be, you know, our, our faith is, is yeah. definitely being, I would say, tested in the sense of where are we putting our faith? Are we putting sure. our faith in ourselves and our government and the systems that have been placed? Or are we putting it in God? Yeah, so. yeah
1: absolutely. Yeah. So three questions this week and uh, we'll, we keep doing this I love, I love yeah. this I love the whole Q&A and, and Q&A session if you have yes. more questions shoot them our way we'll save them for next week I know we got some some comments and stuff that we can look mm-hmm. at right quick I know y'all are y'all are crazy <laughs> y'all are nuts this
0: is hilarious I love it
1: so um, cool man Any, yeah. anything we want to hit on
0: Um, I don't see anything that was another question that was asked in the comments um,
1: um, hmm he can bring good from things. That doesn't mean he sent the thing. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Like that's absolutely. a that's a
0: huge thing. When you, I've heard a lot of people in their testimonies, specifically, um, that have said that have used something bad that has happened in their past, and they said that God allowed that yeah. to make them into like being able to minister to other people. Yeah. And I don't think God. Brings those things and makes those things happen to people yeah. in their past or whatever, to then allow you to be able to minister better to someone. Yeah. I think that that's the the after these things have happened, God's sure. able to use those things for good in the sense of now you're able to reach someone that maybe you couldn't. But I don't think it was God. No, God who works together for things. the good
1: of those who love Him and call it to His purpose. He'll right. turn that thing around for sure. Right, and so. So cool. Yep. Well, that is it for today, guys. Yep,
0: those are the questions. That is the Friday
1: Devote. So we will see you again on Monday at eight AM or yes. you can watch this weekend, tune in to the Journey Church, yes. uh, the Facebook Live and Instagram Live. We're actually on YouTube now as yes, well. I'll post that, that again. I'll post that link again. Um, or on, on the website. Um, Kim is preaching this week So you guys don't want to miss it It's a fantastic message I've already heard it And I'm listening to it As we're continuing to work Through the video editing process But, uh, but man is definitely don't miss it Definitely tune in 6.30 tomorrow night For the service So we love you guys Thank you so much For making uh, you know your morning Part of our morning And our morning part of your morning So we will see you again soon Alright Bye bye